0: everybody. This is the third and final part of the interview where Kristen interviews me, buy Saglin on my journey through miscarriage. Please enjoy.
1: Were there other things people said, maybe start with things people said that were helpful and then maybe some things that yeah. weren't so helpful. I know for me, my best friend, Amy, I'm the most helpful thing she said to me was, um, It doesn't matter how – I'm going to get emotional. It doesn't matter how long um, this goes on, like, how long you're hurting. Like, any time you need to bring this up and talk about it, you can talk about it. And so it was just like you – because you feel like you should be over it after a month. Oh, I should be over it. And I don't want to be the weirdo that just keeps bringing up my – miscarriage the debbie downer and so like to have a friend that was just like it doesn't matter how long this goes for like you can i know that was super helpful for me was there anything people said that was helpful
0: i don't know if there's any individual thing that people said that was helpful it's a good question because it's funny because my my thing is words of affirmation but i think for me this surpassed that Uh, again Mm. i remember when we 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 do counseling which we love um one of the things our therapist asked us was tobias is this the hardest thing that's ever happened to you Mm. And I said, "Uh, yeah, 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 this is the hardest thing that's ever happened to me. And she was like, I am so sorry. And I just (laughs) like it just it hit really hard uh, because we respect her and know her uh, and that because she she stopped. And I think uh, even in that conversation up to that point, we were talking about that he's not Mm -hmm. growing, he's not growing. And you were very like, I feel stuck. He's not doing what I need him to do to be okay. Mm -hmm. I'm okay now. Why isn't he okay? It was this very like, and I talked about it and she's always been good to like, look at the one that needed it. Mm -hmm. Like she's, she's had those moments for you. This just happened to be one for me where she honestly, she like stopped talking to you. And she looked at me because she realized like, I'm getting lost, ignored in this conversation. And she was like, is this the hardest thing that's ever happened to you? I remember you even going like, wait, I was you know, talking mm-hmm. and then like looking at me and then I was like, yeah. And then even you were like,
1: Well, I had my own thoughts. But yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you were like, Oh, like I remember feeling that way anyway. It just felt like I, the th- I think the thing that people did was talk, well, she said, talk to me for me. Yeah. You know and said, mean?
1: I'm sorry, which I don't think you got. Well, it was,
0: it was yeah, it was just like somebody. I'm res- so sorry. Yeah. Somebody resonated with me on how hard it was mm-hmm. for me. And yeah. so there were individual people at different times Like, I remember also people, it wasn't really, they didn't even have to say anything, but I had people come to me and like, they were like, they were like approaching me and then they would like start to like tear up. Mm -hmm. They were like, I want to talk to you. I don't know what to say, but like, I could feel that they were like resonating with my pain. Yeah. I didn't need them to say a word after that. And honestly, they could have said the dumbest thing right after that, but I could see they were looking at me in the eyes and they were going, Oh, my heart breaks for you. That meant the most that people, they, they cried with me. They wept with me. They mourned with me. They hurt with me. They got upset with me. Yeah. They, um, they sat with me in my grief and in my pain and in my heartache and they weren't afraid to meet me there. Not just from afar, go Oh, so sorry over there. It sucks over there. That looks really bad. They came and they like literally sat with me in it. That was the best thing I think people did. Yeah. Yeah. So as opposed to trying to solve it or find the right thing to say.
1: Yeah. There is no right thing to say, but yeah, just sitting and being in it too. No, and most Probably of the things people else.
0: say aren't right. So it's, it's, <laughs> you know, yeah. you got to kind of walk that road carefully anyway.
1: Yeah, I know that was speci- That was hard because neither of our families had really experienced miscarriage. Yeah. Um, I think grandma, your grandma had one, but that was kind of a couple. Yeah. But our immediate like parents and siblings, it was hard because no one knew what to say and not to blame them in any way. Yeah. but. We just don't know what to do, and so those that yeah, your, had experience... your brother had one
0: two weeks before we had ours. That was the only one that we had known of, but it was kind of at the same time. But yeah, they didn't really know what to say. We've we've kind of talked about that. Um, uh, it's it's crazy. Like honestly, I almost everyone I talked to said something deeply hurtful, and not didn't know it.
1: Because you just don't know. You just. But you can't blame them either because no one knows. No, and right? I would say
0: go back to listen to some of the earlier podcasts. We talked more specifically yeah. about some of the things that were said. But, like, um, I know that, that they listened to this and they've been really tender to it. But, like, my mom, my dad, your mom, your dad, all four of them have said something, like, they didn't know in the moment was, like, deeply hurtful. Um, mm-hmm. And it's hard when you're, like, oh, I know no, they meant well. and I know they, uh, And I know that they wanted to comfort me. But it's, like that's the weird thing about these like unspoken about subjects like miscarriage. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of the reasons I wanted to make it more open is because you don't know what to say because we don't ever talk about it.
1: Even if you're not going through it, you're trying to help others go through it. You don't. Yeah. yeah. How do you do that? Yeah. Cause we don't talk about it. So you don't know.
0: And every, yeah, even guys I know who had experienced miscarriage and women I know who had experienced miscarriages, they, they get it. And they still said things yeah. that were like, what? <laughs> uh and so but it's, if you
1: don't process through it too like you don't even know what you needed in that moment yeah. sometimes to help others so it's a big messy thing i think it so.
0: started at first as feeling like how dare you how could you this was hurtful and i think as i mature as we mature in this process and talk about it more mm-hmm. you can get how and why somebody says something totally so insensitive or just off color because they just they don't know And this is one of the unique parts about grief and pain, especially around something that is not common, is you end up kind of having to carry – that's the other hard part about the grief of this is – it's not spoken about it's not common so there's not there really isn't a lot of room for correction unless you want to come off like a martyr or uh an activist you know or something yeah you're right yeah you kind of are like i don't know if i can take more conflict right now i don't know if Mm -hmm. i have the room and the space i remember i talked about that in another podcast where my brother had said like hey will you tell me if i say something dumb and i remember saying like hey you're the only one that i'm gonna promise to do that but like everybody else needs to do their own homework like it's not my job
1: To teach you and in the midst of my grieving. Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
0: because it's hard because now not only are you grieving, not only was that hurtful, but now you have to carry the emotional weight to correct that person. Well, and and, rise uh, above and yeah, be the bigger person, whatever. (laughs) Um, And work with them because they're probably going to either be offended that you're offended or they're going to be hurt that you're offended. And now you have to make them feel better about something they said that was hurtful to you. And so sometimes you're like, I don't know if I have the emotional energy to be there for you.
1: As In you this moment, yeah, that you maybe hurt me. later, yeah, <laughs> maybe yeah. another time. Yeah,
0: and if anybody's curious, like, please ask. Like, we're not, I'm not. I know, I'm not. I know you're not offended. We're not holding grudges against anyone that said no, anything. Not at but all. if you want to be like, hey, did I say anything? Out of your own level of growth, and you're you feel good, and you know that we love you, and we know that you love us, and that things are great, and we're not carrying anything. Yeah. Like, if you want to, like, we're open. Like, yeah. this isn't a way of passive aggressively addressing things. It's just. This is for anyone who's going through it. I just, I would want another guy who's heard people say things and not known what to do, what to say, or if they should, or maybe they spoke up and then they regretted it later to just like, hey, dude, like, this is hard. This is complex. I don't blame you for not being able to hold it in. And I don't, you shouldn't have any shame for not Mm -hmm. addressing it front to front. Like, this is not a fair thing. This is not something that you have something to compare to. I think, I hope that this contributes to the worldwide growth around this subject and people talking about it but like dude you don't need to have arrived and and then ladies the same thing as well like it's okay to have your own experience like and i say that being a raging extrovert who's super open authentic and vulnerable this doesn't have to be something you share with everybody if you're not Mm -hmm. ready this doesn't and you don't owe anyone anything Mm -hmm. if you want to make this a quiet thing and deal with it on your own yeah Go yeah. for it. It's yours. You don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, don't let other people's willingness to talk about it or desire to talk about it push you into a place that you're not comfortable. Yeah, you're like, not ready. Yeah. Do your thing. You know, this mm-hmm. is hard enough. You shouldn't, you don't owe anyone anything.
1: Yeah. That's good. Yeah. All I just didn't think about before we had ours. I said stuff to close people to, you know, that I said dumb stuff and yeah, I go back and I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. how could I have said that to them? So insensitive. So I know I've made my mistakes and stuff too so um yeah so our journey like what comes next like after june we start trying again we tried for a few months and um
0: yeah so the journey the, yeah the journey moves on and we decided to start trying again um pretty similar story
1: mm-hmm. we... three ish months i think we got pregnant
0: so we're we
1: oh yep we got pregnant <laughs> <laughs> We've we're not, pregnant right now. We've not shared it on social
0: media yet, so I'm glad this you said it because it. then it's not my fault. <laughs> I don't mind. I'm just saying it's not my yep. fault. I did it. I kept a secret. You did it. I broke uh, we've, first. We've told family and we've told close friends, um, but I think at some point we'll make an announcement really soon on social mm-hmm. media. I think we have another appointment on this Wednesday or something. I think we wanted to go to that one first or Tuesday, something like that. Uh, I and I think we were going to make, put it a, out there make now, an announcement, man. but and that's another weird thing too, where people talk about not making announcements until certain times and okay. some people don't care. And I... I I, I, we've done it two different ways. We'll, we'll we'll Maybe we'll try something even different another time. Um, it's a deeply personal thing. And this
1: time we are a little more hesitant, right? And that's the way we chose this it, time. But, but we were
0: not – I don't think we were more hesitant telling people. We told family pretty soon after yeah, we knew. Yeah, and close people. But we didn't yeah. do a big announcement because I think we did – it felt – we felt so bogarted because we did this announcement and then two weeks later – or a week later we found out we had yeah. a miscarriage and then it felt like we had to go right back out there. But I don't know. I think God's timing is interesting, you know? I think that that's part of what – led to like we we were more open and were we more did have
1: it forced us to talk about it which was yeah. kind of a good thing yeah
0: well even just the guys I've interviewed so many of them have said like thank you for doing this cuz I needed that bad and I've also had Guys text me a week after their. I put I post their podcast and they go. I've been reached out to these people, these guys that just yeah. went through this, and I've been. I just sat and prayed with a guy. I was and they were like, thank you again. And yeah, it was it's like, so oh. stinking so common. it's worth it, you know. You to don't was, even
1: know until you go through it, and yeah, then
0: you don't even know. Yeah. So to me, it was so worth it to to do this and to and to do it more publicly um, because I think we've been blessed to be a part of our own healing journey, but the healing journey of others that yeah. has, that has made. Um, the, that has made the hopeful parts of this more hopeful mm-hmm. and more full. Yeah. Um, it's not detracted from the heartache and the hard and the the grief, but it has made mm-hmm. the parts capable of hope and goodness feel fuller. Yeah. And I really, I really appreciated that. But, um, oh, I forgot what I was saying right before that.
1: Well, we are, so we tried yeah, so we're, we're, three we're months. tried three,
0: not even, you keep saying three months, but we didn't make it to the third month. We got pregnant that month yeah, number two again. Quick, and yeah. we are. And this Tuesday will be 21 weeks. Um, mm-hmm. It's a girl, so mm-hmm. we're really excited about that. Um, things
1: have been healthy so far. Things have been good. And... Things have
0: been healthy, and it has been amazing and horrible. Mm-hmm. And just and like no, it's nothing horrible about being pregnant, but we had to wait. All the way through this other thing. And so we're kind of accustomed to waiting in pain, Mm -hmm. which I don't wish on anybody. And I know that what happened to us, the partial molar pregnancy only happens to one in a thousand pregnancies. So a lot of of people with miscarriages are are not going to relate to this kind of waiting in pain. But for those of you that have gone through this, I am so sorry. Like this is so hard. And yes, it does make the next pregnancy harder. And I just want to say that now. I want you to be hopeful because it also has been amazing. Mm -hmm. But I don't want, I would want someone to know like, hey, it's going to be hard. So like, it's okay. It's okay that it's hard. Because every appointment yeah. we've gone into um, – sorry, you can going to say
1: something. Yeah. I was just going to say building up that capacity. I think that's the one of the biggest things I've learned is, like, in the midst of so much darkness that, one, just the miscarriage within Tony brought, like, just hanging on to any kind of hope that I could. And I think for us that, you know, like, having hope in God and his plan and what could come was – but just in not knowing what the plan was or when it would come, but just trying yeah. to hang on to that, it, it would, his promise would be kept and stuff. So,
0: but. yeah, it's hard. I remember even we told some friends that had come over for dinner that we were pregnant. Um, uh, and they were like, oh, yay. So excited. for the second uh, time you were pregnant, the yeah. second time, yeah. um, and, uh, I, I remember being super overwhelmed by like their excitement because mm-hmm. I was so cautious and so careful. I felt so many things in that moment because yeah. I couldn't match their level of excitement. And then I felt ashamed. And then I was like, no, and I was but like, I should
1: be excited. But I should
0: be excited. And it's like yeah. all these emotions in a couple seconds. And that they were like, yeah, I'm kind of coming to hug me. And I just like, I froze. And then they
1: kind of go oh well, i remember they I were mean, like oh, are you well yeah good so we have, <laughs> we have, yay lose.
0: yay yeah we are yay and it was like oh yeah no no no, yay yay absolutely and they were great they were yeah, like yeah, understanding yeah. of it but to be honest like i was like oh i'm not sure how many more people i don't know huh, mm-hmm. if i can take that again uh a feeling so stalled uh because it's and so like i got some good advice from some people on like how to approach those things and not getting stalled uh and being able to still have a great conversation without getting stuck and so um yeah, I got some advice from some people was just like, just preface it. Just, you can say, Mm -hmm. and this is some advice for anybody else who's dealing with anxiety on your second pregnancy after a miscarriage or whatever pregnancy after a miscarriage, you can say, uh, and this was good for me. Hey, we're still cautious and, and, uh, holding things lightly, but some great news. And that helps Mm -hmm. preface and, and set people up to know, Hey, please don't, if you're going to yell yay but it's going to feel like you're screaming at me and that's not your fault <laughs> you know um and that was good and then the other the other advice i got from uh the wife of another guy who's a mentor of mine uh she's very kind and uh wise woman and they had gone through four miscarriages mm-hmm. in a row and i remember being visiting them and just being like i don't i'm feeling stuck and i don't know what to do i feel bad for like not being excited cuz i am excited i just I also have this other stuff. So it's not just one thing, you know, it's going to look weird because I'm not scared all the way, but I'm also not completely excited all the way either. It's all there. So what I'm carrying doesn't look normal because it's not who sits in those two things all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, that those are, those are few and far between kind of things that you'll have that kind of strong polar opposite emotions present in the same place. And so she said, Hey, like we had four of these miscarriages and we went through different ones in different ways. And her encouragement was, she says, my encouragement to you is that whenever possible, choose hope. Mm -hmm. Because she said, we had some pregnancies where we were super upfront. We told people the second we found out, we threw it out on Facebook, that kind of thing. And she's like, we had other pregnancies where we didn't tell anyone uh, until after it had happened. And even then we didn't tell very many people. And then she said, and we had done two other kinds in between. And she said, I just want you to know it hurt just as bad every time. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And so she said, my advice to you is choose hope because the times where we chose fear, it didn't stop it from hurting as Mm -hmm. deeply as it was going to hurt. And so she was like, I know it's hard, but my advice to you would be to live into the hope for the future Mm -hmm. because it's no matter what, it's not like you're going to build it up any higher. It's going to hurt just as bad no matter how hopeful you were. Um, So you might as well live into hope. And Mm -hmm. I was like, it's good. Oh, it's really good advice. You know? And so that's what I've been struggling to continue to do. And then the last thing our therapist said, which was really helpful. And this might help some people out there is, um, she said, you are going to probably get nervous before appointments. Mm -hmm. So know that yeah. prepare for that. Be okay with that. Don't allow that fear and that feeling of being nervous, manipulate you into thinking something's wrong that isn't. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that was the tool that I used in order to live out hope. Mm In those moments of fear, because every appointment that we get closer, we get closer, I'm crazy nervous. Mm -hmm. Until yeah, the the, thoughts creep back up and stuff, and
1: and you get snippy, right? We have a lot of grace for each other. I get snippy. Yeah, I think we both
0: understand that. And because we have an appointment coming up Tuesday or Wednesday, like Mm -hmm. we're gonna we're gonna need to give each other some grace coming into it because it's just scary. It's hard. This is not. I mean, of course it is. You know. Um, and even then, that all the stats say that we have no reason to think this isn't going to be a perfectly healthy, healthy baby. Just, everything says it is. That... But once you've gone through it, like that was some of the things that people said that was hard. Was, you know, people people will say things like, "Oh, well, the next one will be fine." And someone, I have ever somebody even yeah. said like, "If something like the first one was like a warm up or something like yeah. that," and it was like,
1: oh, but, but it was my baby. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just it's just hard and it's complex and it's crazy. So give yourself some grace. Mm-hmm. Choose hope. Um,
1: give your spouse grace.
0: Give your spouse grace. Um, yeah. Be aware that things are going to be hard. Normalize the hard. Expect the hard. And then when it comes, it won't be, it won't manipulate you so much. Because we're still on that, we're still on our journey. Mm-hmm. We're not done. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still traveling through this one. We're still traveling through this pregnancy. Um, but that doesn't detract from or disassociate itself from losing our first child. Yeah. That's just, so a maybe we who could,
1: as we close this one out, yeah. um, I think our, our story, um, the sea turtle, what happened in Hawaii, maybe we close out with that and just that hopeful.
0: Yeah, that was really cool. And I think for me, I know that not everybody listens to this, um, is a person of faith or, or, or maybe a person from a different faith background than, than what we have. And and I love that. Mm -hmm. And I think that's great. And I think that whatever you feel about what you believe and how you see the world, um, creating babies is one of the coolest things on the planet and it's one of the most unique experiences that um, a couple can have in their life. It's the one thing that they can't deny holds them to intention and yeah. in, in peace in a way. Um, and so no matter what kind of background you come from, these are powerful, impactful, meaningful moments. And I hope that we provided something that's meaningful to you. So this last part um, um, I think it's just a cool story, no matter mm-hmm. how you see it, but I, I I'd love it if you shared it. Cool. I like how you
1: done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can do that I think for me um uh, some of the bigger things I was processing as I had the miscarriage was um like you just process weird stuff about life and death and like where do we go after and like what happened to my I kind of shared like what happened to my baby are they okay yeah. is that their only life is that the only part of their story do they have more to it it's like all these kind of big things that we'll never really know the answer to and so um we had had a had planned to go to Hawaii just for a long time saving up for years and then we're supposed to go in April um, after it was going to be after the miscarriage and everything and just kind of a place for us to get away finally um, but then we weren't able to travel so we made our reservations again to go in November and we went and i think i didn't realize like we got our our
0: COVID test yeah we did all that stuff all the safe things just so nobody thinks it yeah
1: everything worked out it was all safe but and um but yeah so i think what we it was the trip we should have taken in april and i needed a lot then that i had kind of forgotten about especially since Mm. getting pregnant again like and kind of moving on to this next pregnancy and needing to focus on that and just being really hopeful it was harder for me to and part of why it took me so long to interview you was like I just needed to kind of first time I couldn't even listen to the podcast because I just it was bringing up too much stuff yeah. and I needed to just focus on the one growing inside of me right now mm. but we got to go to Hawaii and um I was always hoping to see this like a sea turtle and there's lots of rainbows in Hawaii too and There's the rainbow baby thing, depending on how how you feel about it. But, um, so we got there and on the very last night, it was Thanksgiving day and, um, I'll try to shorten it up, but we had been bouncing around to different beaches. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We had been bouncing around to some different beaches and it was our last day and things are closing because it's Thanksgiving day. And so we're like, we're just be hanging out on the beach kind of a day. And so we had bounced around to a few different beaches and we ended up driving to one of the beaches on the east coast of Oahu and found ourselves on this beach where there's, it was so crazy. We pulled up and there's no one there. There's like one, be, one blanket of people. Insane, yeah. And then just for whatever, another 600 yards, there's nobody. Mm-hmm. And so we got to walk and it's like 3:30, so it's like this beautiful time of day like that kind of golden hour time of day and so we're walking and we find this spot and there's no one around us and um we just laid out our blanket and we were just sitting there and we're like this is so beautiful and such a cool moment and then we got to get in the water and um when do you get to snorkel in Hawaii with yeah. no one else? <laughs> so it was just this really unique experience. There's and so we're already of the beach there for loving ones, but... it and um, get in the water and no one's around. So we're getting to yeah. kind of snorkel around and see all these fish and there's not another person in sight. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool. And we're just, we're swimming around. It's starting to go, you know, get a little bit darker. And so we go, we're going to try one. I was like, well, let's go buy these one, this one more spot over here by these rocks and see how many more fish we can see. And then, yeah, will be done. And so um, as we are swimming over there, I just look to my left, and I hadn't seen a sea turtle this whole time. Yeah, you
0: had been saying it for a couple of days. I was like, like, come I just on, God, come turtle. on, God, come through. And,
1: and part it like- of it was, like, again, that processing I needed back in April of just, like, I need to know she's okay. And there was that whole sea turtle thing of, like, did she make it to the ocean? Is she okay? And, like, mm-hmm. so I'm swimming around, and... Then I look to the left and I just see this little sea turtle. And sometimes you see the big, yeah, the big lazy guys that have been around for forever. They're ancient, whatever. But we just saw this little maybe basketball size. Not even. Not even sea turtle. And.
0: It looked like the tattoos we got. It looked just like like it. Just like it. It was And so she just No other sea turtles around either.
1: I'm going to call her she because she's my seat girl so I call her whatever I want but she <laughs> was swimming right there by us and then just came closer to us yeah. and it was just this came like moment her. of like it was like crazy God just set this up for us and so we're kind of like oh I'm like job bias and we're, we're freaking out, out and, and other, I, yeah, yeah we held hands and we just like looked at her swimming and it was like so crazy and then I needed I'm crying so I need to wash out my goggles and so and defog them so kind of go to rinse out my goggles and when I look up i just see this there's a rainbow on the beach and we hadn't seen a rainbow all day and it hadn't really even been raining all day and even
0: the ones we saw they were like behind buildings it wasn't
1: in the trip they were far away so this it was crazy this it's like this one rain cloud came up over our heads onto the beach and it was a complete rainbow from end to end like literally framing the Beach this we, were we were on, it yeah. was ridiculous, Unbelievable. and then I was like, and a rainbow, and yeah. I just like funny. lost and it. A
0: <laughs> it was, but it was real in the moment of like it yeah. felt so generous, it was such a generous moment. That's the only word I could, right. could use to describe and so it. And so,
1: for us, I think the rainbow baby thing kind of is out there, but it goes back to that, right? The promise kept, oh, yeah, like for sure. story from no with Noah, and like well, God made promises yeah. and he keeps them, and so.
0: It was all these images at once. Yeah. That in didn't, this special place. didn't make place. sense to be at this special place, at this special time. And every piece of it held yeah. so much weight for us. It just, I remember both of us just, it was overwhelming. It was yeah. so generous. And I remember we talked about it. It was this, like, this, like, it felt like God was like, Hey, you know, and, and, the, and when this stuff is all over, and you get to be a part of this new creation thing, this new yeah. heaven, this new earth, like this kingdom when that I promised you—like yeah. this—is what it feels like. It just felt—it felt like that. I remember we sat on the beach for the next.
1: In the most earthly way, still, but like yeah. the closest thing we we're going to get. Well, on this earth. reflects that, right? Yeah, you
0: know, it was—we got a little, we got a little piece of it. So we got
1: to she. You know the turtle ducks under a rock and then right after that the rainbow slowly faded away yeah, and we so, were just like what uh, and we got out and we sat on the beach and watched the sunset and it was like the most beautiful thing i was
0: i just i also remember that feeling of just like i remember both of us were just really happy yeah really content it, like, was, it was like the first time yeah. i think since the miscarriage that i felt that okay
1: yeah and i think i want to share this because some of you listening are probably could be in the worst spot of your life yeah. and so I think the reason I wanted to share it and we were so lucky and God is so kind to us because he didn't need to do that and like I could have just seen a sea turtle which would have been nice but like the fact that he set up this thing that was like he almost set up heaven for us so that we could know one we could experience it but we got to like No, like that was the whole thing with the sea turtles, like she did she make it to heaven. Like did she get or wherever whatever afterlife looks like. I don't we don't need to get there. But it was just like whatever comes next. That's what this podcast is about. Yeah. Did we did she get there? And so to just know like she was there and we got to like sit there in it and experience with her and just kinda like be in it. It was so cool. And so like I hope um I think I want to share that not to be insensitive because I know some of you are like, well, good for you. But I, I hope that like for me, it was like if like if my baby's OK, I just want like th- those listening like your baby's OK, too. Yeah. Um, I know that if it's true for mine, then it's true for yours. Yeah. And so
0: and there's nothing wrong. I don't be scared to like ask.
1: You can assign, ask, a sign. ask yeah. for
0: encouragement, ask for affirmation, like ask for answers. Like, don't be afraid to ask for things. Cause I know that we didn't always, I don't think we ever felt super confident that we were going to mm-hmm. get a sign, an answer yeah. or whatever. And so don't be afraid to ask. We waited a long time, but when we finally got a response, it yeah. was, it was so good. It was so good.
1: And just don't, I think don't give up on hope as much. I mean, we had dark moments and I had times when I was thrown in the towel and
0: yeah. you got to choose hope.
1: Yeah. Just to remain, because um, God's still in it with you, and yeah. if you're not a believer, I, that's okay too, but no, you're not alone. Just There's others hope. out yeah. there, and um, hopefully you can um, hold on to hope too. Yeah. So,
0: And choosing hope is never going to be the easy option. No. You're always going to have to fight.
1: And you can be a little angry it. when you're choosing hope. That's where I was yeah. like, I'm still have... choosing hope and I don't yeah. want
0: to. <laughs> it's the same thing. Like when you choose the healthy meal, it doesn't mean you're stoked about it. Yeah. you It just still know tastes that... like cardboard. It still but, you taste better... like cardboard. Yeah. but you know in the long term it's what you need. Yeah. And so even though you, you, you wolf it down and you, you plug your nose, whatever it is. Sometimes hope doesn't look appealing, but hope is always the thing yeah. that is going to take care of you in the long term. So and even for me, it was, like,
1: better like... than any other alternative. Oh. It's like, what else am I going to do? Yeah, if what, I give up on option? hope, where am I going to be? Yeah. What's the other That's too scary to go there. So yeah. I and we're and still I thought about that, that too, yeah. right? Like I thought Absolutely. about if I, if I could be done with all of this because it hurts. Like, it's real and it hurts. So if that's where you're at. Well, that's like, part of the story,
0: too. It's like, you yeah. know, I remember listening to another podcast. It was a good one. Uh, was I remember a woman saying, like, she, like, like had suicidal thoughts yeah. like and i remember you had felt like mm-hmm. you were like you know if this took me out i think that i'm i kind of reached my limit yeah and i don't know if i could do this or something worse so if that's coming then i would be okay with being done and yeah. i remember that was really scary for me yeah. um as it was scary for you <laughs> you don't want to feel that way yeah. but so we share this choosing hope story out of understanding what it means to get that deep yeah just know? say
1: not today and try one more time yeah oh, that's my encouragement. choose habit. hope yeah, well, I think that might be the end for yeah, us. I
0: think that's good. Well, not the end. No, oh, not end of, the end. Yeah. But end of this <laughs> one. <laughs> yeah, we're still growing, and um, so anybody that's that listens to this or comes across it, please, uh, please feel free to reach out to us. Mm-hmm. Um, um, yeah, message us, reach out to us on Facebook, text us, call us. Um, anybody that needs my email, tmhaglundh H-A-G-L-U-N-D, at gmail If you want to get interviewed, if you're a guy and you want to be a part of that? um, uh, We would love to, to interview you and uh, include you in on this. And if you have any questions for us, we are an open book. And um, this has been a very hard and holy thing that we've been able to do. So thank you ben, yeah. for interviewing me and being a part of this. It's been cool to be able to share my own story, too. It feels like a good thing, good closure thing for me. And mm-hmm. I know I need it. And I just appreciate you and all the things that you did to help mm-hmm. me heal and continue to help me heal. And I love you.
1: We're in it together, baby. Amen. Okay.
0: Thanks everybody for, yeah. for, for tuning in. I um, uh, appreciate uh, those of you that faithfully uh, follow this. And for those of you that share, um, it's been really cool to watch this podcast go to different places. It's <laughs> just know, people listening to it in Korea and Australia and the UK and Spain and Germany. And um, yeah, please, please share this. Not, I don't, I don't make any money on this or anything like that, but the whole reason that I did this was to, to serve people guys. People need it. People yeah. need it. Um, and, and and women, especially, I guess more women than men, I guess that, that are listening, but, um, God bless you. Pray that you choose hope and, um, yeah, we'll see you on the next episode. Bye. Bye. Hey everyone. Thanks for listening on that long interview. We hope that it was a gift to you. I just want to thank uh, my wife, Kristen, uh, for walking with me through this experience and for treating me with such grace and integrity and kindness. Uh, This has been uh, a really tough journey to go through, uh, but her love and support, uh, as well as her own example of going through grief uh, with the right heart, with the right mind, uh, has inspired me to do this. And... um, Yeah. I just really appreciate her. Love you, babe. And uh, thank you so much to all the listeners for listening on this story. There's still some more interviews to come, but we hope that this has been a gift to you. Please, as always, feel free to share these episodes out. Uh, We're hoping that they are a resource for others who need it. We'll see you on the next one.